we gotta just go in this with eyes wide open. That's all I'm saying. Cause it's going to happen either way. No one's going to stop this, but we need to go in eyes wide open and we need to have, make sure that our daughters are going in eyes wide open because the physical effects and the mental health aspect of what is potentially the damage that could happen from this kind of thing, it's a little bit frightening to me, if I'm going to be honest. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and bad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm Kelsey. Kelsey on location this week in the sunshine day. I love that for you. I'm so excited to be here, Rachel. <laughs> Sometimes when you, I get this weird thing when you say on location, because I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a show. I'm so happy to be here. But I am in the sunshine state and just happy to be in warm weather and just just be doing it. We love that for you. And I know that all my cold weather babes understand the... <laughs> The intense desire to have a little bit of a break from being where the cold hurts your face. So I love that for you. And I also wanted to, um, as we near 2023 and the new year and the new me and the new everything, I wanted to definitely give people a heads up that we are running our yearly CVG movement calendar starting January 1st. You get a free month of movement, daily habits, great things to implement in your everyday life. 30 days, 31 days, 31 days of free, awesome shit to just include in your life to get the year started off on the right foot. So um, if you're interested in getting together with us and having a great month of fitness and hydration and self-improvement and just all kinds of um, things that we've included in the movement calendar, just um, sign up with your email. We'll send you, we'll email you the calendar and you can follow along. And we have great prizes that you can also win just for participating every week and being in our app. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. I think this is our fifth maybe movement calendar that we've done. Fourth or fifth, somewhere around there. Honestly, as soon as we hit three, I, I blacked out after that. <laughs> I'm not sure how many we've done, but it's a ton of fun. We have an amazing community. It grows every year. And honestly, it's one of those things where like you come into the new year and, and you're hit with all of these other messaging that can honestly be really damaging and derail the rest of your year. So it's a weird time because like you're hit with these like 30 day fixes, these like crash diets, and it really sets the tone for the rest of your year in a way to fail. And we wanted to create something to set you up for success. So it has daily habits. It has an amazing community of support. 
And what we really wanted to rally behind that is like-minded people coming together and being able to support each other wherever we are in our fitness journey, whether we're just starting out or whether we've had our habits in place and can kind of help some people who are looking to implement some of those habits. And really, these are sustainable changes that you can take into the rest of your year. So if that doesn't convince you, I don't know what it is, but it's free. So like, aside from that, Annie could win some clothes. So like starting out your new year with a ton of new friends, sustainable habits, and some a potential to win some free clothes is like, I don't know, like we're awesome. <laughs> That's the 2023 that I'm here for. I'll tell you that. So um, what we wanted to talk about today is definitely current hot topic and one that is so weird and I have so many like I don't know it's just shit is getting weird and I'm I'm here for it shit's getting weird out there here's one of the things that I constantly discuss with my husband I understand that there is no way to like halt forward progress like forward progress is going to happen with or without you so like you're either gonna stand there with your arms crossed and be like yeah but this makes me feel weird or you're going to adjust and find ways to implement this in your life that also fit your values so like this is one of those things where i feel a little bit weird about it but i also understand that it's happening with or without me so like there's no sense in resisting. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I I sit in the middle of this a lot because I think that we often with forward change or progress, there always comes two sides of the coin, right? There always comes the good with like for social media, for example, there is a ton of good that comes from social media. And I think that the naysayers of social media, usually the older generation wants to point out all the negative things, but with anything, there comes both sides of the coin. And I think honestly, like normalizing that a little bit more, like there's no perfect people. There's no like just joyous people who don't experience any sorrow or sadness and there's, you know what I mean? Like we are complex individuals and anything that we create is going to reflect that complexity. So when we look at things that we create and moving forward and looking at things like AI or social media, which essentially is a lot of AI being used in there anyway, we have to look at the good and bad. And social media for example, has created a lot of good in a sense where like we've been able to be exposed to a ton of cultures, a ton of different people that we wouldn't have been able to, a ton of information that was not readily accessible to us at a certain point and been able to educate ourselves and connect with like-minded people around the world that with, based on your means, you would not alternatively have had that opportunity. And that is a really important part of social media that's been really good. And it's, it's normalized a ton of things that have been stigmatized in the past, where if it's like mental health stuff, whether it's, you know, normalizing, I see a lot with moms. I don't know why I'm in this algorithm because I'm not a mom, but <laughs> where moms are just telling each other, like, you're doing a good job like your house at like showing like their messy houses and being like, I don't know who needs to hear this. Like my laundry's not done. My blah, 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 blah. And all the things and I'm overwhelmed and like whatever, but like you're doing a good job. <laughs> and like, I think a lot of that is really important and really powerful. And then the flip side of that 
is that on social media, we've given it a ton of value and anything that we go head on with this is everything to us is going to bring out the dark side because, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, (laughs) you know? So like where, where some of that dark side comes out is, you know, where we start comparing ourselves to other people on social media, where we start taking people's highlight reels and really integrating them into our life and our worth and what our expectations are and where we, where we take that information and insert it in ourselves is where it really becomes very dangerous because of course it's not the whole story and it doesn't need to be. You don't need to share every part. We don't need to share every part or share nothing or you know what I mean? Like it's a nuance to each and every one of us. And it doesn't mean you're real or fake. It's what you decide you want to share with the world, which is essentially what you do every day. But now with evolving technology, we have come into the space of AI and computer generated people, (laughs) which if you've been in the world this week, and we record a little bit ahead, but there was a massive piece of technology released this week, which my husband has not stopped using since it has come out. There has not only been major advancements in the field of AI with regards to providing information, and the one, to be honest, I don't even know. Do you know what it's called? What's that one called that that Marky keeps using? Oh, the, where it writes the things for you. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember. I was honestly calling it Al for like a Oh, because <laughs> you were reading AI because there's both capital letters. You were reading that, Al. <laughs> I just shared that with thousands of people, that brain. <laughs> I was like, oh, Al's writing this. <laughs> so I've seen people do a wide variety of tasks with this AI. I have seen people do incredibly useful things. Like yesterday, I watched a mom um, put in, please create me a list of healthy meals for my picky toddler for this week. And it spit out ideas. And then she said, you know what, can you put that in table form? It would be easier to read like Monday, this Tuesday, this. And then she said, thanks. These look great. Can you create a grocery list for this? And it created a grocery list for all of the things that she would need for all those planned meals for a picky toddler. Uh, it was, It's incredible. Okay. The things that are happening, the answers that it's spitting out, how nuanced they are, it's mind blowing to me. And simultaneously, simultaneously this week, uh, it, there has been a major push on social media towards these um, computer generated images, versions of you. So I guess what do have you done this yet, Kelsey? The computer generated versions of you. Is that what you said? Right. So I think like this started with like, emo- like bitmojis and like things like that where you're like, Oh, I can create this, this like, so every time I respond, it's like a, a, a Kelsey, but like an, an emoji avatar. Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And so like it started with those and now what's circulating is the AI images where it's like a professional photography, but it turns you into more of like a, a painting or like if you were 
um, like a model, it's, it's honestly moving closer to like general people moving closer to having access to some of the things that like models or professionals or like famous people had access to all along. You know what I mean? Like, it's really like a weird, it's a, it's a real weird thing because as soon as it hits like a general population, we're all like, what? But it's like, you know how long the Kardashians have had access to this? <laughs> So these images, a lot of people, there's apps and there's these, the software, whatever to create, you can submit sort of your picture or your features, or I don't know how, I haven't actually done it myself only because I read this kind of weird yeah, alarming. I don't have the app, but I have seen a lot of my friends doing it. So I don't know if it scans your face or if it's taking photos or whatever. I do know that it's gathering things about your features and it's creating like this sort of very lifelike avatar sort of version of you. Okay. So everybody is just playing with this and it's great because it's like, oh, I get, you know, I can see myself in this different form and it's kind of artistic looking and people are really um, having fun with it. I read... Uh, sort of a, a little bit of an alarming article, in my opinion, about the fact that the belief is that these apps are drawing information from what you're submitting with your features and sort of dumping into a database, as we know, information. And um, th this is the most valuable form of currency is what you're, what you can provide so to be marketed to basically. So your features are kind of being gathered. And the more that you submit, the more it has to go off of. And the thought is that these databases will be used to create AI models or people to be used in in different forms on socials, on advertisements, on videos, on anything with all of these features, almost like taking from them and sort of creating a person based off of it. But it's obviously not a real person. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> some of the things as you're talking about that, that just like pop into my mind is just like the dangers of that collection and being able to replicate what I look like at any place at any time that we've um, looked into or had replicating voices, things that people have said. And like, we don't typically go into this kind of like conspiracy, whatever, but that is definitely an unnerving feeling that someone could replicate what I, my person, maybe in a place or your voice or something being used. And the idea behind, you know, using some of these models, it's, it's just AI. It's, it's just humans looking to be more efficient. And that is the goal for all of these, all of these evolutionary things is like, we are always looking to be more efficient. And when we're looking to replace humans, essentially with more efficient ways to do things. And that is not lost when it comes to models and representation. And, and, you know, when we're looking to, first of all, I, I model all of our clothes, changing outfits is, is hard and inefficient. If there was a person on the screen that you could just click and it put on new leggings, 
that would be extremely efficient to changing in and out of caprice, full length, shorts, blah, blah, blah. And I take this very personally <laughs> because um, we have been accused online of, of altering my body in any type of way, which has never been altered ever. And I understand people's fear or behind some of this because of some of the other things that are going on out there, right? Like, because that has, they have been exposed to it and they start thinking like, well, is that, why does her kneecap look like that? And it's like, well, I don't know. I, my kneecap just kind of looks like that. (laughs) So here I want to say, this thing because I've obviously, we have a clothing company. We advertise on the internet. Some of the feedback that we get is obviously going to be trolls and negative people. I mean, we're all on the internet. We know this exists, right? But one of the commitments that CBG has made since we literally have started the company is that we would never Photoshop or alter a woman's body in any image ever in our clothes. And we committed to that day one. Unfortunately, I would say nearly every other company in the fitness space did not commit to that. So what people are used to seeing is models modeling leggings that have been altered in some sort of way, whether it's Photoshop or whatever. And because that is more of the norm, we get accused of that in some of our spaces. And the, the, the funny thing is, okay, so the, the one I'm arguing with people with right now has to do with your kneecap, that the way you're standing is like creating like a concave part of your knee that people cannot even believe could be real. So the whole, so that it must be photoshopped, right? And what is the most ironic thing about this is the way you're standing is very natural. Your kneecap at that angle does look like a little bit weird. And actually it probably would have benefited us to Photoshop your knee (laughs) to make it look a little bit more kneecappy. But because we didn't Photoshop it, that's why it's so unbelievable to people because they're so used to seeing the human body in proportions that are deemed ideal. And I'm talking even kneecaps, like if someone's even standing sort of off, we fix that because that's, you know, we want the kneecap to look perfect, right? So much so that if you don't do that, people then come for you and say, that can't possibly be what a kneecap looks like. And that shit is, that's the beginning, I think, of where we go when we go down this road of creating AI models is that I don't know where we are going to be able to then judge what anyone in in an actual human form can look like anymore. You know what? That's a really great point that you brought up with just in regards to what the, what your body looks like, what it looks like on different days, what it, and coming, getting so used to that or like being so used to those images that you think that anything that looks kind of off might is now the fake ones. When in reality, 
our bodies look different from day to day. I have had to come to terms with this a lot because like my body will look different to me and maybe even to some, some people from photo shoot to photo shoot when there hasn't been, that would be like a couple weeks apart where like there hasn't been any difference there except there's a lot of fluctuation in everything. <laughs> Hydration. <laughs> there's so much fluctuation, but even so you have all of that fluctuation that can make you look or feel puffier. And everyone knows this when you wake up and you feel like puffy one day, you feel whatever, you know, you just, you feel different because that's how our bodies are, are doing things. The weather, I, I went to the last one and I was like, I feel so swollen. I said that to Isaiah. I was like, my face feels a little swollen. My, uh, my hands were really swollen and it was just like a rainy day. So so like, I think just my like joints were swelling up a little bit just with like the, the temperature and stuff. But it's, it's a weird thing because not only do we have to start being, start with ourselves and being comfortable with the fact that we are going to look different all the time and we're going to weigh different things and that's completely normal and acceptable and uh, obsessing over three, four, five, ten pounds is insane. And looking in the mirror and being like, oh, did I feel really swollen today? Did I gain a bunch of fat overnight? And being like, no, no. But then we have to do that within ourselves and then we're hit with that outside of ourselves. So if we turn some way in a photograph or if we're standing some way and, and you know, our, our knee is, our weight is shifted in a certain way where our knee is bent a little bit and it looks fake and we're like, that doesn't look right. But what is right, we're programming all the time and it's not based on real people. And that's really what the, some of the dangers are of these, you know, AI models. So what we were looking into is that these are actual people being created, not actual people. These are uh, projections of people being created and running Instagram accounts and posting. Like I read one of the posts from one of the AI models being like, uh, I'm so thankful that this, and she tags a company. She, I don't know, it tags a company and says, um, for sending me this shirt. And basically she's modeling the shirt, but like it was written like she had just like received it in the mail and <laughs> like that was really weird to me like just reading it through I was just like huh <laughs> and people were commenting over like you know commenting on the clothing and one person commented I really wish you would have said that this is an AI model or this wasn't a real person. And the rest of the people who are consuming that look or fawning over her beauty or, you know, the, the shirt or whatever, didn't realize that that wasn't a real person. Now, the thing that I want to really whittle down from that is that we should never be comparing ourselves to really anyone else, but anyone online or any, and this has kind of brought that to a forefront. Not only can we not trust what our comparisons are, because at the end of the day, you should have never trusted what your comparisons are because you don't know what other people are going through. Now you don't even know if that person is real. It's like the things that we've been talking about and discussing morally as a company for years with regards to altering photos through Photoshop, which has been all we've really had access to up until this point, is that we can take a person in a photo and we can make them look 
completely different, their, their body proportions and stuff, just with a, a, just with a simple paint tool (laughs) that is really actually accessible to almost everyone now knows how to use basic Photoshop. So there's that. And then there's what are we putting out to the world if we do that? What are we saying to women if we say like, look how tiny her waist is and look how big her butt is. And we've created that in Photoshop. And what are we saying to women about body proportions and what's normal and what's ideal and all of these things? Now, this is like Photoshop on absolute steroids, because not only can we not trust a photo that we've seen that looks very like very much like a real person, but that's just been altered in slight ways or very big ways. Now we don't even know if that person really exists in real life. We don't know if the features from all different kinds of people have all been superimposed to create this almost... I mean, whatever the fashion trend of women is at that time, right? Like taking all of the features that fit that trend, molding them into one person, quote unquote, but it's not. And then we're all going to what? We're all going to look at that and say, that's the new beauty standard. And and it's it's not real. It's not real. I imagine people taking these AI creations to plastic surgeons and saying, this is what I want to look like. And I, and listen, we cannot halt forward prices. It doesn't make any sense to say like, well, we have to stop this. Like this isn't okay. I do think that it is valuable information for women to know using those kind of apps is allowing databases to grab things like your features. And I just think that's just an important thing to stop on. If that, if that doesn't bother you, it's, that's totally fine. Um, It's just like better to go in that with knowledge. But also I really, really think We need to open up the conversation of the fact that these things are going to become commonplace where you may or may not know if a video of a person thanking a company for a shirt is an AI or a real actual person. (laughs) We gotta just go in this with eyes wide open. That's all I'm saying. Cause it's going to happen either way. No one's going to stop this, but we need to go in eyes wide open and we need to have, make sure that our daughters are going in eyes wide open because the physical effects and the mental health aspect of what is potentially the damage that could happen from this kind of thing it's a little bit frightening to me if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I I think those were those were really great points. I just want to I just want to drill in from my perspective of how I've thought of this, how I've thought of this new wave with AI and efficiency and and you know the idea of comparison. I think it's really just uncovered what was already there and for me that's what technology or, or something like this, or when this comes to a head, what it really uncovers is the things that were already there. Like the idea that we shouldn't compare ourselves to other people living a completely separate life was already there. So if the reason why, if the main reason that puts that 
really in your head is that person couldn't even might not even be real that it might even be a computer generated woman if that's the thing that puts you over the edge then i'm like okay cool because you shouldn't have been comparing yourself to people anyway you shouldn't have been comparing yourself your body to someone that lives a completely different life who has different genetics who lives in it you know is, is not you and the, you shouldn't compare your life or your house or your relationship or any of these things. Comparison is the thief of joy, but it really is where we start to falter within ourselves when these things are brought to a forefront, because like, does it really, for me, does it really matter if it's an AI person or an Instagram model or whatever? Like, it doesn't really matter to me like personally, because like neither of them are me, right? Like that you could be a computer generated or you could be a 20 year old living in California. Like, I don't care. Like we are not the same. It's the most beautiful point of all that <laughs> what anything, any advancements in technology really are, is going to do is just going to bring us back to our core values and force us to really look at what we value. And that's our, that's the most beautiful point of all is that these things are, are, they're going to happen in any version of society, whether or not you're living in ancient Egypt and looking over at the queen and being like, oh man, she's the ideal woman and look at me. I mean, these these things are present no matter what. And I, I think it's a really beautiful point that ultimately this is going to be about your core values. And sure, it may seem a little harder when we up the ante with things like, hey, now you don't know if an Instagram account is a person or not. That may feel like it ups the ante, but really does it change anything? Because at the end of the day, your core values have to be intact that your life and your version of yourself is really the only thing that matters. And it's the only thing that's under your control. And it's just going to be a beautiful life when we can re recognize that core value and say the other things are irrelevant. Yeah. For sure. I love that. I love that good wraparound to this AI because I was hoping that this wouldn't feel totally helpless, that this was a steamroll going through us, but like it really isn't. It's just bringing out the shit that was already there. So guys, if you, number one, if you are listening to our podcast all the time and you just like love us, don't forget to like leave a, what is it? Rate, <laughs> rate, review, rate subscribe. Review. Tell your friends about it. <laughs> Because the more people we have in this important conversation, the better it gets, right? Like the more friends that we have that we're talking about this thing and like really uncovering it and just working it through in a way that we can feel hopeful and empowered and whole going into, you know, how we live through this life and how we can protect ourselves from this ever changing thing around us and how we can develop these habits that will live a happy, healthy life and event. Essentially, that is, that's the goal is to figure out what that happy, healthy life looks like for us, define it, and then go forward and, and, and live it. Even when these other things kind of come up and, and seem to want to steamroll you, but you have the tools to deal with it. So bring more people into our tribe because we appreciate, it, we love it. 
Yeah. And I really want to hear what you guys think of this whole situation (laughs) that has unraveled this week and it will continue to unravel with where the technology is going and, and what it really means for all of us. I'd love to have you guys in the conversation. So get in our CVG Nation app and let us know what you think. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, get in our free app, CVG Nation, available in your app store. We have an amazing community of women, coaches to help you with your movements, challenges, and we give away leggings daily in there. Rachel and I are in there every day, so it's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out ConstantlyVariedGear.com. Have an amazing week. Crush your goals.